You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast with host Fifi Peters. Talking about a stunning turnaround, it looks like the rand is creeping up all the way to that 18 rand to the dollar mark yet again. After a couple of seconds ago, I told you that it had crept lower. We've got uh, Magwe Masilela, the CIO of Magwe Fund Managers, to help us make sense of the rands and cents in today's session. So 17.99 to the US dollar, that's where I'm looking at the rand. As of one minute past six, so I'm still waiting for the latest figures uh, for seven minutes past six, which is the current time right now. Just square the moves of the currency for us today. Why has it been such a wild ride for the rand? Good evening, dear listeners. I think we have to start to live with that. Remember, the dollar itself was testing a five-week high versus major currencies. As investors bet that the Federal Reserve will keep monetary policy tight for longer, and that as a result managed to send the yields higher. And we know when yields go higher, the dollar also strengthens, and our situation was exacerbated by movies which flagged risk because of this whole thing about load shedding that is going to definitely impact our economy in a very bad way. And then hence we see the rank managed to work in the way it did. So it's a combination of our local issues. And But anyway, even when we started the session 50, remember the rank was not looking that great, all because at the back of that strengthening U.S. dollar. How worried should we be about what Moody's is saying? I mean, when ratings agencies talk and give us red flags, it usually comes with a hammer on our ratings and our outlook. Should <laughs> should hashtag junk junk status be trending again? Uh, what do you think Moody's does think, from here? I don't think we should be worried because all these things have already been factored you know, into our shares have been factored into the rent itself. As we've seen, the rent has just been trading above 17. We've known the issue about load shedding, and it's not starting to see. And whereas every day we realize that we don't seem seem to be having a concrete plan. So I think most of that has already been baked into our asset prices, including the currency itself. The problem here is the real economy, because, you know, we undermine this whole thing about, you know, shedding, that yes, it might be affecting the economy, blah, blah, but there's high level of crime as well, you know, people taking advantage of load shedding. And also the mood of people, if they have to go to work, that will also affect the productivity. But the issue here is, I think, as it is, if the president is correct, if the guys are serious about sorting out this issue, probably this is maybe the bottom. Okay. The situation in the skies, uh, the U.S. skies, <laughs> military skies specifically, tell us how you as investors have digested that. So America uh, shooting down an object, they're calling it a UFO, but apparently it cannot be called an unidentified flying object because it has been identified, so it's a FO. <laughs> uh, and fingers pointing to China, China pointing the fingers back, saying that the U.S. had balloons in its skies for 10 times in, in 2022. It's, it's, uh, what's the needle that makes the balloon pop on the peace between these two nations, as it were? You know, tensions have been uh, continuing to be strained between the two nations as much as they try 
to talk, but you know what? They have their bilaterals, but they, after they do the opposite. And <laughs> you're right. So, so far, it seems that the only thing that the U.S. is able to shoot down are those objects in the airspace. Because other things, look into their November and December consumer inflation, they've been revised up. Look into the market expecting inflation number tomorrow. We still expect that to be at elevated levels. So markets are all saying that, yeah, continue to shoot whatever you're shooting up until maybe you get something concrete that we think the guys are trying to look to see any equipment that could be used for spying, then definitely that will be a serious transaction. But so far, markets are saying, you don't even know what it is now. You're still looking to see exactly what are those things carrying. So it's not really affecting the market. Other than that, we see that chances of the U.S. and the Chinese government amending their relationships is still far away. Sure. Okay. So, as you mentioned, we've got data we're expecting tomorrow. Uh, The U.S. is giving us its inflation numbers. We've also got inflation numbers expected this week, as well as retail sales numbers from both parts of the hemisphere, us and them. What are you hoping to learn from the latest economic prints due this week? But, you know, starting with the U.S. itself, that inflation will continue to be at elevated levels. And it continues to prove the point that this whole thing about inflation has always been about supply chain issues. And the Russian-Ukraine issue exacerbated the situation because we had agricultural commodities going up as well. This inflation has never been demand-driven. So if increased interest rates is not helping because... If we look back home here, our private credit extension, consumers continue, you know, to look for credit because they're struggling. So they have to get that extra cash, whether it's overdraft or whatever, unsecured loans, to make sure that they at least continue to survive. So if increase interest rates, we are not really fighting that kind of inflation that we should be fighting. If things go back to normal, oil prices, the Ukraine issue, the supply, the trades, all those things, then this inflation will gradually go down. And we cannot give credit to this whole issue about increasing interest rates. Instead, if we continue at this rate, unfortunately, we might end up tipping the global economy into a recession. And this time around, it will be a central bank-driven recession because that's the ones who have keep on increasing interest rates. And it's anyone's will that we want to see inflation going down, even companies themselves, really, because employees are starting to ask for inflation-related salary increases because the cost of living is high. And retail sales also become here. We know it's a very important component. Our economy, more than 60% of it is driven by consumer demand and retail sales continue to be a very good indicator. We don't expect to see a very good number after we've seen the November and December. The November number being better because of Black Friday, but the December uh, festive trade, I don't think it was that great, especially after people have spent most of their money in November when they were going to those Black Friday discounts. Yeah. So that's where uh, people's money have been going, uh, it would seem. And perhaps going away from renovating their homes. Just your take on etal tile <laughs> and and what this projected of re- the possibility of recession or slow slowing growth means for etal tile and its prospects. Remember, these guys, you know, we know that you are tiles, you are lights, stuff like that. They are your lights, guys. This is the kind of spend 
that you are not forced to. Mm. So people at some point, because of the pandemic, they had to make their working and studying from home environment to be better. And also they had extra cash because you couldn't go even to a restaurant, let alone going for a holiday. So people had to spend the money. But given that disposable income remains under severe pressure, then unfortunately that had an impact on the whole thing when it comes to their sales volume, though they just increased by 3%. And generally, we know that our economic, social, and political environment is not that okay. So many consumers, as they are, they are so uncertain. And if you are uncertain, why should you continue to spend? You'll definitely defer that spending or maybe scale down. You know, hence we continue to say consumer confidence is critical because that encourages people to spend going forward. So the long and short is not a bad set of results given the current environment where they are operating. I mean profit is headline in per share down in May six percent. But look into their net cash. It's managed to increase by whooping fifty one percent. In fact, I should have asked what they plan to do with that money. What do you think they'll they do to, with that money? They, they need to bank it and make sure that, as you said, if we manage to get recession, then at least they will continue to have a decent balance sheet. They'll be able to continue to trade themselves through that recession. Mm. Well, we know what the government's employees' pension fund is doing with some of its money. Uh, it's looking to <laughs> it's looking to buy a sizable stake. In fact, build a sizable stake in Property Group Attack. What do you make of that deal? A good deal for the company, not for PIC. I mean, two point five billion, also giving them almost three hundred million as well as working capital. And the reason I'm saying is that you know we know the guys they will use to the money to reduce their carrying. I think from thirty seven to twenty four, so that's good for them. They'll have more money to continue to spend. But if if I come and buy a stake. You know, and in this instance, they'll acquire 30%. And you're also asking to give you working capital. Then it tells me that your position is not looking that great. So that gives me an opportunity to negotiate better terms and conditions. Okay. So attacks actually been listening to that comment. I'm going to ask them <laughs> what they think about what you've said uh, on the other side of this. But Makwe, have yourself a wonderful uh, evening. Makwe Masilela, the CIO at Makwe Fund Managers. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.